From Destroy the Hairdresser, I'm Sid Charisse. And I'm Caleb Bosher, and you're listening to Bleached. And action. Hi, Caleb. Hey, how are you? You're so stuffy. I've been sick for days. But I know. I've tried to tell people <laughs> that I'm not, but it's it's come down to the fact that I am. So um, I know you're sick when you <clears throat> like hide in a hole. Yeah, I don't want to communicate with people or talk to people or talk to you. I know, I know, and I just try to give you your space and let you be sick. And then, like the other night, you were down and you were like watching a movie and you're like talking, and I'm like, oh, I think he's on the up and up. Like, yeah, he's ready to come back out. And then you were like, you want to do brunch, and I'm like, there's my guy. (laughs) He's back. (laughs) I still feel like shit, but it's I'm getting better, so that's good. I don't know where it came from. I think you know. I can't. I had a lot of Instagram people. Um, reach out. So that was nice. Thank you to all of them. Did that make you feel better? It was just cute. <laughs> everyone has something that everyone privately messaged me. I think that was funny. Try soup with little chicken and then make sure you get the leaves from a freshly fallen tree. One of my friends posted, <laughs> go to the doctor. You're like, obviously. I was like, what should we do? What should I do? And people are like, go to the doctor, which I didn't do. I know. And you got better. Yeah, I don't go to the doctor though. I, for years, have been telling you like about homeopathy methods. <laughs> And you think I'm crazy? I, I mean, think most, you're crazy. Most of the things I do are crazy. I just usually don't have the time that is to true. like experiment. As well. But now I do, so That's wonderful. Yeah, I did all the homeopathic remedies. There was like ten. <laughs> and it was cool, it worked. It worked better than anything else did, so Yeah. Which is wonderful. I it, like I'm a big fan of teas. So I just feel like if you make everything into like a witch's brew, you'll automatically get better. Yeah. You're just a big fan of drinking liquids. I love liquids. <laughs> I love tea. How was your week? What'd you do? Um, honestly, I just recovered. I worked a little bit on some projects with Josh. I worked a little bit on some coaching stuff, but I and we had a class. Thank God, we yes, did that before, before you I got, got sick. sick. Um, but other than that, no, I haven't. I haven't really. I've just been laying low, and I'm happy about it. The class we taught was really cool. It was um. It was a new direction that we took with insulin training, and I was very happy with it. And it was so intimate and so, like, mm-hmm. around the round table. And it was with um, a really cute salon in Brooklyn. Called Karcher. And they were so great. I loved it. I, I, I wanted to say this, and but some people could take this as a bad thing, but it was so great to me. But the inside of the salon reminded me so much of the Haunted Mansion. Mm-hmm. That I just, like, instantly fell in love with it. Like, it was just so, like... It was dark, and it, it had, yes. like, a dark side to it. A lot of wood. It was nice. It mm-hmm. was really cozy. But the and staff the, was so wonderful. Yeah, the staff was really cool. The team was great. And I, I was worried about doing, like, the first part of our coaching, like, of the insulin session, because I, I didn't know people would take it really well, where we go over, basically, we show people what's wrong with them. <laughs> um, and they did. They took it's great. like, face your faults kind of thing. Yeah, and I think... It went over really, really well. So if anyone out there is interested in insulin coaching, I it was a great experience, and they were very happy with everything. We do offer it. I know we don't promote it very often, but a lot yeah. of salons, when they do reach out to us and they ask us to come, uh, we do. Yeah. And it was wonderful. Um, and I've talked to a few of them, and they were just like, you know, the first part of class is really, like, smack you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but they loved it. They actually, they really loved it, which was so wonderful. And then we did the second half of the class more on branding and social media stuff, and all of them switched up their grams I saw and yeah. like 
things like that. So shout out to you guys. You were amazing. I switched up my grip. Me too. It was interesting. Every time I teach a class, I'm like, I'm going to do that. Even though I know it, it's like the and minute teach I teach it, all it the time. I'm like, oh, that's right. I have to and go to. you and I do something that was unique that someone, one of the, um, one of the people reached out, like reached out to us and told us that, but they were, they thought it was great that you and I did the assignments as well. So every time that we, we asked them to do like a little exercise. Caleb and I would do them and like he was my partner and we would swap papers and answers and things like that. And, um, you know, Caleb and I do that to ourselves all the time. And, and it's nice to have that reality check, which was so cool. I hate when I do training with people and are like coaching or training like in salons and they ask you to do all these things and they just, they don't do them. Mm -hmm. So I just felt it was we created this because this is what we wanted. Yeah, absolutely. So it was, I didn't feel like I was doing the exercise because I had to. I, I was doing the exercise because I wanted to. Yeah. So I feel I do feel like if we're teaching something and we're not, if we're going to preach it and not, you know, what is this saying? Preach it not, what is that? You know what I'm talking about? Walk the walk and yeah, talk the, I don't know. That whole thing. Family, that whole shenanigans. Something about. that my grandma probably said. You're going to preach the preach. Like something like that. <laughs> but, you know, I... I that's I not what your grandma I don't know what she... At all. It's more like... She's a mumbler. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's so important, and we get stuff out of it, too. And it's... uh, That's why we keep creating new things, because we want more as well. And We went... We taught a class with another salon where... Actually, we taught a few salons where the owner won't participate. Yeah. And it shows. Absolutely. And, and it's like... And, and it's funny that they... They spend all this money to get their staff to get training, and they're, like, disappearing. It's, like, the person that actually needs the most training is usually the owner. Mm -hmm. And it's carrying over in their staff. I loved um, I loved those ones because it's almost like we're babysitting. Like, they've hired us to babysit. Yeah, you know? that's all it is. Like, they need a fun day. Like, yeah. I'm going to go get and work. Mom's going to get work done. <laughs> it's heartbreaking because I, I think it starts from the top and it trickles down for sure. So if you're an owner, you're listening to this, and you're not participating in the education, then you should probably just stop wasting your money because – if you're not doing it, no one else is doing it. Absolutely. Or they're just looking and watching and sitting and Yeah. And as an owner, texting. you should be a leader. And if you're not I think if I, you're not excited about it, how can they be? I think I judge a good class by how much someone goes after their phone and no one no. in our class goes after their phone. Yeah. Which which like that when I'm when anybody Not is, until we told them they could. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but not like anybody whenever I'm doing a class, if I've if I do not like the material or I'm just like, this is a waste of my time, I'm on my phone. Yeah. And now it's socially. I'm to check it. Well, now it's socially acceptable to like check your phone. Mm -hmm. Like it's not, when you're talking. I mean, mine's on my watch. I know. So, <laughs> but, but when, we, when we're teaching class we, and no one's reaching for their phone, it's a usually a good sign that we've, that we've got everyone on board. Engaged. And Matthew, the owner of Karcha, she was so wonderful and she was so engaged in the assignments. She was very honest and she was very vulnerable. And I think, that's a really interesting thing, too, that I think a lot of owners, they're not vulnerable with their staff. They mm -hmm. try to put up this front. Maybe not so much in, like, New York, because I think New York... And vulnerable and being friendly? Coach, yeah. Like, or being, uh, like, friends with your staff are two different things. I yeah, no, being vulnerable is showing, just showing that, you like, you, you want to work on yourself as much as you expect your staff to work on mm -hmm. themselves. So, and it's the same reason that we were doing the exercises. Like, we, we want to work on ourselves as much as we're teaching the tools to do the same thing for other people. So it was, I was really happy with it. And I think they were really happy. I actually speak to Naki tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll get her feedback. I can't wait. I'm really excited. It's, uh, it's so great. And uh, yeah, that was, 
thank God, at the beginning of the week before you got ill. And then you were supposed to do Men's Fashion Week with me. And I couldn't. you could not. And I felt so bad. And then now you blame me because yeah. <laughs> you Sid, had just started to Sid get sick. told everyone I was sick right when I was getting sick. And I was like, you better not put that on me. And then, of course, <laughs> he got of course I was very sick. My thing is, like, I, maybe this is something to talk about. But when you're sick, do not go to work. I no. hate this mentality. Like, like, I'm just going to fight to get there. It's like, nobody wants to I can't to afford to be sick. I can't, like, okay, no one can afford to be sick. But, like, you've got to get You're not going to get better. You're not going to get better. And you're going to give it to everybody because, because what? You're bought. I mean, and same with owners. Owners that, like, when they ask me, like, well, how sick are you? Like, can you make it? It's like, come on. Mm-hmm. Like, if someone says they're sick, even if they're fucking lying. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, you don't bring people in. It's a really. I think that's why. I did not want to spread whatever I had to everybody no. else. I mean, I hid in my room for a couple days to yeah. stay away from you. But I think it, it's really important to um, uh, have mental healthies mm-hmm. like available for that because sometimes people just need that, and some and they end up saying they're sick, and then it looks like they're sick all the time when really they just needed a day, and they were willing to take that risk of not, you know, changing their books or moving that around. And I think that needs to be more open in our industry. Yeah, I think we're getting into a place where. The reality is that people want to work the days they want to work. Mm-hmm. They want to work the schedules they want to work. And somebody will give it to them. So all these salons that are like, we have these strict rules. Everyone works three days, four days, five days a week from nine to five, mm-hmm. nine to nine. It's like, no one, like, stop doing that. They work 24-7 for the first three days, and then they work three twelves in a row, and then they have an yeah. hour off. And you're just like, <laughs> that's a, it's an old, like, no one became a hairdresser because they wanted a nine to five. Yeah. Like, no one did. No one thought... I am going to skip the business route or I'm going to skip, you know, whatever, the de- degree seeking route and just do nine to five hair. Like, I don't know. It mm-hmm. isn't, no, people, we're artists. We want freedom. We want free time. And some people do want nine to fives, but I, the yeah. beauty of our industry is that you can literally do whatever you want, whatever you want. But then we have people out there that are like freaked out. Like owners are freaked out to give their staff the schedule they want. My favorite is, well, what if everybody wants the, that kind of schedule? It's like, no one will. First of all, not everybody. I want to wake up really early, and you want to wake up really late. Yeah, it's opposite. Those are different things. Like I'd rather work late into the night, mm-hmm. and you'd rather work early. So it's like this fear of like, well, what if everybody wants weekends off? It's like no, most people don't so, want weekends off. Like, there's some people that realize that they want to make money, and money comes with weekends. Yeah, so trust your staff a little bit to like not. They're not going to take advantage all the of you. Out there, I encourage you to ask your staff like, what would their ideal schedule be? Absolutely, and how they can work to that. Yeah, you don't want to walk out. You don't want people to quit their job. You don't want people to build their clientele and leave. Well, then give them give them what they need. And by the way, giving them just a place to work is no longer good enough. Just like giving a haircut is no longer good enough. Giving a giving hair a hair color service is no longer good enough. Everything. It, I, I think I told this during the class. Like Madonna, like not a great singer, <laughs> but like great performer because singing's not good enough anymore. You yeah. have to, if you're going to be a singer. You now have to be a performer. You know, Lady Gaga, great singer. You have to still put on a show. Absolutely. So what we offer, our service, is no longer good enough. People expect so much more. Like, we expect so much more of waitstaff now. Like, it's not just to bring our food. Like, we expect you to, like, talk to us, be nice to us. Like, make us us feel a certain way, you know? Well, we have, (laughs) we really have high expectations, so. Absolutely. And the thing is, because people are willing to do it in other areas, like, if one restaurant doesn't do it, the one next door is going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's the same in a salon. If one, you know, if one salon owner is going to give people their ideal schedule, 
or one salon owner is not going to give them their ideal schedule, the salon down the street will. Absolutely. So it's like, pick which one you want to, you know, play with. I was going to go to this salon because they're really talented, but this side salon puts on a Broadway performance. Exactly. Kinky Boots is there this weekend. <laughs> yeah, like you would go to that one. <sighs> That's all you've been talking about is Kinky Boots. I really want to go. Because who's in it? Brandon from Panic at the Disco. I forgot his last name. but he That'll was, be really great. He was the lead singer, and I remember seeing them when I was a teenager and absolutely loving the performance that they put on. It was like a whole burlesque <laughs> show that they put on. Yeah. And it was absolutely wonderful. I don't know why I keep saying that, but uh, so now I really want to go. Hint, hint. Everybody, let's go. We'll go to Kinky Boots. We need to. But, but we asked a question on Facebook um, that I think would be good to answer. I did, because I was talking to someone about the hostage situation. I was talking to one of my students about the hostage situation and how, you know, in this instance, her client was not right. Yeah. And she took full responsibility in the fact that she let him walk all over her for so long. Yeah. Uh, and finally, she put her foot down and her boss kind of fought against her a bit on doing it. And, you know, thank goodness, finally, it was, it was, she was able to let the client go and she made suggestions for him. She did it all the right way. And, um, yeah, but her boss kind of fought a little bit by like, he's like, you know, it's money, you know? And that was so horrible because... She was being mistreated by this person. He was always messing up her schedule. And he was coming every two weeks, but then he'd pre-book and then not show up. Not or that then... much money. I know. It wasn't. But it got me thinking, like, this mentality of the client's always right. And how much that doesn't exist anymore. Like, in everything. And that was our question. Absolutely. So Is I, the client always is right? The client, what do we think about the idea of the client is always right? And it started an uproar. So um, I'm going to let you read a couple of good ones. Yeah, <clears throat> let's see. There's a lot of wordy... I love the ones that were... There's a gif of a woman drinking coffee that says, help me. <laughs> Someone uh, was like, not true one. at all. Um, so no one no one said... No one agreed. Yeah, no one did agree. And I think, before I read them, I think it's because... Actually, my, my, my coaching student, Natalie, she said that I can... I feel like it can go either way. In a professional, technical setting, absolutely not. We are the ones who are educated, and it's our job to deliver accurately what the client desires as to have them leave feeling good, which brings me to service. I believe the client is always right in service, if they're being respectful of my position as well as the rest of my team. I believe in getting and giving respect. Yes, there are times when you find out you have a difficult person in your chair, but it never gives you the right to be difficult back. I have no problem respectfully reminding people that we are all human beings that deserve to be treated decently, and there's no time in this world to treat others poorly. I think empower, be, I think being empowered in the workplace to have those conversations with a nasty client rather than firing back is important, and how we can start to change the mind frame of the client is always right. I love that. Yeah, that was very well said. Yeah. So, I, so I like that. So it's a yes and no. In service-wise, I think I agree. It's like, in the service, no, they don't know what's best. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. Um, but we've also created that by yeah. talking technical to our clients and giving them those words. And, like, one person said thinning shears were great, so now they think that that's the only way to, you know, remove weight from hair. Or thinning shears ruined your hair. Yeah. And they didn't. Absolutely. The person ruined their hair. Yeah, so I think it has to do with those conversations. Or they called them thinning shears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thinning shears. And I think there was a time in the industry – or in service at all when 
when maybe those issues were, we didn't have as many issues and things like that were, were right. Like really back in the day, I'm talking back in the day, you know, clients always came first. The customer was always right, but I think people treated each other differently. Yeah. And over time when the client wasn't happy, it always resulted in someone giving something for free and that fixed the problem. So we just put a little nice bandaid over it. But when people saw that they could get something for free by complaining, we basically just created a bunch of brats. And I think all of us can say that maybe we have been entitled and acted ratty in a situation where we should have. Um, not in the hair industry. We could be a you know a restaurant and be like, wow, like because we're pissed yeah. that our food didn't come I'm out. I'm a right. white male in America. <laughs> the epitome of entitlement. <laughs> and so I think we've created a bunch of brats, and, and that happens a lot more than it should, but we can change it. And it's going to take a lot of us, and hopefully – you know, our little army of destroy the hairdressers mm -hmm. <laughs> that uh, that are listening to this podcast can help start to have those educated conversations with their clients and change them. Are there any other good ones? I, I, I mean, Rebecca mentioned the same thing you're saying. She's like, we have created this horrible culture where it's their way or no way, and it's sickening. She's actually very upset about it. A lot of exclamation points and a lot of I mean, I always talk with exclamation points because I'm very excited about things, and sometimes I might come across angry exclamations. I'm excited. She said, as a stylist, I have only twice in my career done what the client has told me to do, exactly as they told me to do it, and it was always when I was done defending the way that I wanted to do something or the correct way to do it. Both times I lost the client, but I do not at all regret giving them exactly what they demanded. I do both times. I do both times. I, I gotta edit that out. Um, yeah, she just and then she says I've she's seen people being fired uh, for enforcing existing policies because a guest complained about the enforcement of said policy, only to have them uh, changed for fear. I don't know what these even. I don't know what this means. I'm this out. <laughs> so yeah, Rebecca said that she hates it. She agrees with what you're saying. The client that we've created, the society, the client is always right. And it's kind of our fault that we, that we're now dealing with it. Absolutely. It's like we planted those seeds of, you know, negativity and now they're coming back to haunt us and we have the opportunity to change our mindset and change the direction and uh, move in a, a different light. I really love Stephanie's comment. Mm -hmm. She said, I don't tell my doctor a diagnosis when I go to see him. I allow him to use his expertise to tell me, uh, to tell me my diagnosis. Yeah. And that was so great because it's so true. Like how many clients have sat in your chair and then like, they tell you in technical terms what they want, but they're not making sense at all. I've gotten to a place in my career where I'm just like, I know immediately I'm like, I don't think I should do your hair. <laughs> like I would rather just, you go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. Please. Because I want ash and they're showing me a snowy white blonde or I don't want any ash, <laughs> but they're showing me a white blonde. I like Scott. Uh, Scott's response. He said, if Henry Ford asked his clients what they wanted, they would all have ended up with faster horses. Oh my gosh. That's a really good one. We would have never had a car. Yep. <gasps> That's so great. That's a really great one. Actually, we should just put that on the Instagram. That's a good one. I don't see anyone that's agree. I was looking for someone who like agrees. I like Roblin. She says, I found they're usually very wrong. Google has killed us. That's yeah. <laughs> Google has killed us in a way. So it's true. And I think, like, we have to remember, like, people on, like, all the stuff that we post, all the how-tos and... Mm -hmm. We make it look really easy. We make it look easy. And 
the people that like that shit the most is the consumer. Absolutely. Like, I don't go around all day looking at other hairdressers' stuff, but consumers do. And I think they, you know, they see something, be, they see someone's hair being painted, and then for five seconds, mm-hmm. and then five seconds later they see a result, and they're like, oh, I want to go. And then when you're like, oh, it's going to take three hours, they're like... They can't grasp it. Yeah, they can't understand. Or they can't grasp the price. Yeah, all of it. They and can't as annoying as it. this is, it's... It's our job as professional. That's why we paid so much money to go to school and put so many time, so much time and hours into our education. It's our job as a professional to switch that around and have that conversation. Even though in the back of your head you are stabbing your head with a knife or like rolling your eyes, you have to, you have to change it and educate your guests to the point that, that you get the rapport that they trust you and then right. this no longer happens, which is wonderful. And that's what we want out of an industry is loyal science. I also asked on the on the Facebook page, I said, uh, what are some topics that you'd love for us to speak about on this week's podcast? <laughs> and Rebecca, who also commented on... I love her. I don't that. know where she came from. Yeah, she's, she's wonderful. She said, I always find myself trying to come up with a topic and I can never do so. <coughs> she said, I always find myself trying to come up with a topic and I can never seem to do so. However, every podcast is, quote, damn, I did, I did want to know that. So that's really <laughs> nice. Uh, it was funny. Uh, one of my coaching students... Um, she texts me after she listened to the last podcast and she's like, you guys are mind readers. Like you, you know what everybody wants to talk about. You know what everyone's thinking. And I think it's because we're here. So too. Yeah, we are still, we're, work- going through we're the still same working. Thing. We just decided to create a platform for it. And I think, um, I think too, that we've also worked in every le- like atmosphere, mm-hmm. whether it's education or behind the chair or editorial or so, like we've done all the cool stuff. We've done all the boring stuff. And I think all I've learned is that it's all the same. Absolutely. It's all the same problems. It's all the same shit. Different if day, you work behind a chair and you're place. and you're like, oh, I wish I could one day live in New York and do editorial hair. It's not. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. But it's most of the, a lot of editorial is here, but it, you can also find out where you're at. It's cool, but it's like the same. Like whatever drama you think you'd be getting away from, or whatever, whatever you think it would make you feel, it's the same bullshit. You're just doing it with a bunch of fancy people. Mm-hmm. That are also going through the same bullshit. That are also going through the same bullshit. So I'm not saying don't move to New York and become a cool editorial stylist or do anything like that. But just know that it's not – the grass is not yeah. greener. I think things are made really cool too. Like I, I posted this great – I was doing makeup on set and I did hair and makeup for this lookbook and it was so wonderful. But we did it this in the warehouse and it was on the day that it was 95 degrees and there was no air conditioning. Right. So I didn't talk about the glamorous side of me – dripping sweat and all my models dripping and me trying to keep them cool while I'm soaked in. It's hilarious. It's, it's great, but the result was beautiful and that's that's what we do it for, which is wonderful. Yeah, I I mean, I love it, but it's this, I mean, it doesn't, if you put me behind the chair at a salon or you put me behind a camera at a photo shoot, it's the same. Same thing. Same thing. Models do it too. They're like, I don't want this because someone put this on my face once. Oh my God, I love when models tell me <laughs> what to do. So don't use sh- hairspray because someone put hairspray in my hair once and it just fell out. Yeah. I'm like, that wasn't hairspray. Or like when you turn on the blow dryer and they're like, oh, I don't use heat in my hair. I'm like, well, I don't know how we're going to do this photo shoot then. You have kinky curly hair and it's a straight hair photo shoot. So <laughs> what do you want? Or when they're like, they want to like the photographer, the whole thing is planned around like a sleek, wet look. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't really want my hair to be like greasy. I have a vet Or at the very, yeah, I have an event <laughs> afterwards. It's my favorite model life. I have an event afterwards. So. Is there a way to take this out? Absolutely not. Yeah. Do you There's, see a shampoo bowl to get this gel out of your yeah, hair? Is there a Absolutely. shower here? Because that's your only option. 
I can put it in a real sleek bun. But that's same, see, it's same thing. Client is not always right. <laughs> but it's a, it's yeah. So it's uh, I think it's inter- I think it's important to tell people that because I think a lot of people listen to our podcast thinking that we do really cool shit all the time, and yeah, we do. But it's like the problems that we're talking about exist on all spectrums. So please know that if you are thinking about doing something. I think we do it more for the craft and the art and the experience because we love I, what we do. You know why I do it? Because I don't want to die working behind the chair. Like that's my, my biggest fear. And we don't want our, uh, the, we created this platform because we don't want you to we die behind We don't want you to die behind the chair. I, I come from a very personal place. My mom was behind the chair for 30 years and yeah. she like had carpal tunnel and knees were broken and she had nothing to her show Her knees were not broken. They were pretty, they're pretty messed up. They were broken? Not, okay, they just were. Deborah, were they broken? <laughs> they're not great. Like, she can't walk upstairs now. She has to have double knee replacement. Ugh. And she's only 56, or 58, sorry. I don't know why I just made her younger. But. She's going to be pissed that you made I, her anything. She's 42. <laughs> <laughs> but she had nothing to show for it all when she was done. And she did not want me to go into this industry because of her experience. And. I see so many older stylists having that same experience and it doesn't have to be that way. And uh, I think we just wanted, we wanted to create something to let you guys know that it doesn't have to be that way yep. if you don't want it to be. And that's why I think too, like I, when people call us to sign up for their, for the, to sign up for the coaching program, I think they're expecting something else. And I mean, I've had some people sign up and after the first couple of calls, like we both kind of know that like, they're not into this isn't it. What they want. Because the first part of our program is a lot of internal work because you there's no way to change your life and your professional life without changing like habits that you Absolutely. and some people come to the table with forty years of habits. Mm-hmm. Some people come to the table with twenty years of habits, ten years of habits, five it doesn't matter how many years, but like if you can't change the way you think and the way that you start your day and the way that you do a lot of things in your personal life, there's really no point in coaching about your career. Yeah, we can give you all the blanket statement business business advice out there. It's not worth it. But it's not worth it, yeah, if you're not willing to change. So we're only looking for people that are really serious about changing their life and not changing their career per se, not changing it, but like elevating it. I think the word elevate is, a, is something we use a lot. Um, but elevating their career and elevating, you know, what they have going on and creating something cool with the environment that they're in and the options that they have. We work with people that live in small towns. Like, there's no a small town is easier. Absolutely. People in small towns think like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't need coaching. It's like you have a bigger opportunity to like make more money and to like become a bigger deal where you live. Whereas someone in New York, it's like you're up against a thousand, two thousand, three thousand people mm-hmm. to do the same thing. So, but I think yes, yeah, people call and I and they're not they don't get it. Mm-mm. But I love when they when people call and they do get it and they're just ready to go. <laughs> It takes time, and yeah. I think people listen, a lot of people listen to our podcast for a long time and then call. Mm-hmm. Like, they've listened for, like, they're, they're like, like, I've listened for seven episode months. 24. What, what was someone said to you? They were like, the first couple episodes, I was like, these guys are, and then she realized that we thought we were thinking outside of the box. What did she say? I can't remember. People say so many things. Yeah, I, she was basically just like, these guys are weird, and then she was like, oh, wait, they think differently. They think yeah. differently than, than we do, and that's, it's okay. That's why we're. That's the point. Yeah, which we had to fight for this a little bit, like to a get to bit. this point, because a, a lot, lot of people of think that what we, um, what we're trying to do is actually destroy you guys, and we're not at all. We're trying to get you to be more successful. 
Yeah. <laughs> Those are my favorite. All I know is that, like, the bigger companies don't really like us because... Yeah. But you in. like us. They love us. They really <laughs> love us. Yeah, so, again, we love to hear from you guys. You can message us, email us. You can go on our Instagram, at Destroy the Hairdresser. You can email us, info, at DestroyTheHairdresser.com. We love um, a good convo. We love yeah. talking to everybody, so definitely reach out. Tell us your favorite episode. Tell us what you'd like to hear. Um, if any of you are out there and interested in private coaching, you can always reach out to us or go to our, please go to our website and read what we do. So no one goes to our website to read. They're like, I want to talk to you about my business. I'm like, oh, you should check out the website. And they're like, not yet. Yeah. It doesn't work that way, people. Like you need to <laughs> read the website so you know what you're getting yourself into at destroythehairdresser.com. And then you can request a conversation with um, one of our coaches. Um, and if you're a salon owner and you'd like us to come meet you and your staff and do some you know, transformational coaching work, then we are more than happy to come. And we're always adding more things to our curriculum. We're always changing. We're always making it better. This is not like a one size fits all. Like I think we're always, the amount that we change our program to fit the time, everybody and the timing and like, because of social media, everything changes so quickly. It's like, you have to Yeah, the minute we all implement something the next week, I'm like, well, we have to change that. Yeah. I taught a social media class Two three months ago, yeah, it's totally. I had to revamp it because it just didn't. It's amazing. It wasn't. It wasn't where I needed to be because of what's going on. So that's wonderful. So I'll have that be coming out soon. I apologize for being sick and not being so happy. Happy. (laughs) It's not being so happy, but um. Oh, and we should probably just apologize. We did say that Victor Haneo was going to be on Mm -hmm. the podcast, but um, he's impossible to get. On the he's, like, Kim he's, he's Kim Possible. He's Kim Possible. He's Kim Possible. But like to get him here, he's always working. He's yeah. always doing it. He's always very busy. He's a very busy way. person. Um, but we yeah. promise that we will have him on eventually. But I, we don't know when now. Yeah. So the next guest will just be a surprise guest. Yeah. But I'm really excited for the Victor situation. I know. We'll his, get his Instagram is at Victor Haneo. The last name is spelled H E N A O. And you are more than welcome to DM him, shame him. Tell him, tell why him, are you on their podcast? Ask, be like, why the hell? What's going on? We've been waiting. We, I would love, actually, if everyone did that. Yeah. It's actually more of a... Can I'm, you spell it one more time? It's Victor Haneo, H-E-N-A-O. Um, so DM him Give on him Instagram. Give for us. Thanks. And just, like, just be like, uh, we were waiting. And this is the second time we've been set up. <laughs> and we see him probably about four we times. We see him <laughs> all the time. And this is the second time we've been set up. So I understand. It's because he's our best friend. Anyway. He gave me a bunch of free makeup yeah. from Estee Lauder, so I can't, like, I cannot be upset about it. I t- he texted me, he's like, are you really mad? And I was like, how can I be mad? Yeah. You give me free makeup and free things, and, like, how can I be mad? <laughs> we all have that. I'm like, you do enough in the in-between. The in you yeah, you do all the pre-work, but I can't be mad when you do shitty things. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, we, well, we will have guests back on. But I enjoy talking to them just like this. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they do too. All right. Um, That's all, folks. (laughs) Do you have anything to say? Bye. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye. Check us out at www.destroythehairdresser.com.